good morning. I'm very pleased to be here. Um, I'll just say this is work of myself and my colleague, um, Professor Ian McNichol. Um, we've been working in this area for a number of years, and what I'm going to do today is explain the background to the analysis that, that we've conducted uh, and that I'll be explaining today. And this focuses um, on making people aware that universities are major service sector export earners. The international student business is actually a core part of university business. Uh, but it is important not only to the universities, it's also important to the broader economy. Uh, it generates jobs, output and, and contribution to GDP. And I will just flag some of the potential policy implications of policy that is intended to impact on the numbers of, of university students. I'll just spend a little bit of time, uh, not too much, but a little bit before I start, things that you'll want to be aware of. What this uh, I'm going to present to you today is a little bit of extra analysis that we undertook for this morning, focused on international students. It expands work we undertook in 2009 for Universities UK, which was about the economic impact of universities. This looked at universities as an industry, looking at their key economic characteristics. The important part I think you would want to be aware of is that the methodology we use is input-output analysis. It's internationally recognised methodology. And we also always rely on official data sources uh, as much as possible because we find over the years that that's actually what most policymakers want. They don't want you to have invented some methodology. They don't want you to have made up your own stats. Um, they want you to have used proper official sources as much as possible, and we have always done that. Uh, so everything we do is drawn from like, the Higher Education Statistics Agency, the ONS, etc. The coverage. Uh, again, I'm going to be talking about university students today. We're not talking about any other type of international students further education, English language schools, it is just the university students, defined as the students registered at universities for which data is collected by HESA. That's 166 universities throughout the UK, all types, universities, colleges. The size of them and the shape of them is, is quite different. I mean, you'll have tiny institutions, specialist conservatoires, and you'll have big institutions. But again, it's 131 in England, 19 in Scotland, 12 in Wales, and 4 in Northern Ireland, but it covers all of those. The students registered at all of those. Again, just to give you an, an indication of how important universities are, which will also then you'll see how important international students are to the universities. This is the size of the kind of revenue um, of universities. You'll note I'm using 2007-08. There's a deliberate reason for that. It's to keep it consistent with the, the UK study that we did last year. So while there's another year's data since then, we're just keeping it consistent with one year. You'll see that actually the public sector is really only this 48 and 13. The international income is actually 13% to the universities and private sector is 26. Core is funding council grants and tuition fees from uh, public sector sources. Other sources are things like the research councils, RDAs, etc. But you'll see that they're not wholly funded by the public sector by any manner or means. Uh, they've actually got quite a lot of other sources, among them international sources. How many students are at UK universities altogether? As you can see, there's 2.3 million uh, registered or were registered in 2007-08 at the students. 85% were domestic, but you have this other 15%, 5% uh, from the rest of the EU and 10% students from outside the EU. And so that gives you a, a sort of idea of what the scale is here. 
So turning to the actual universities, and that this is something that we've always stressed and tried to stress uh, about UK universities, is the fact that they are global players. It's obviously a big thing for, for the UK. It's very important for us that they are. They actually earn a lot in export earnings uh, for both research, consultancy, teaching and conference business. And, you know, and that was 2.9 million was their estimated direct export earnings, for which, of which international student income was a big part. And I'm now moving on to, that's to give you the context, I'll move on to international students specifically. Again, there's 15, you saw there was 15% of students were from outside the UK. And that, the, the actual numbers of that is that nearly 342,000 uh, were registered in that year. And of that, it's about two-thirds, one-third, uh, 112,000 from the rest of the EU and nearly 230,000 from countries outside the EU. Uh, the, that number has actually gone up in the last year, but as I said, just sticking to 2007-08. And to give you a flavour of where they come from, all over is the answer. You've got the third uh, from the European Union, but you have students from more or less every part of the globe. Uh, so that's that's yeah, gives you an idea of that. But to move on to then the meat, uh, the meat that we really really want to focus on is how are they important to the economy? Now international students are important in two main ways. They make fee payments directly to the universities, and they also have to live. So they have personal and living expenses. They have to spend money. They have to eat somehow. Um, now, students from outside the EU attract, obviously attract a lot more attention because typically they pay much higher tuition fees than students uh, from EU countries. But I just, I'm not going to dwell on EU students today, but I do want to flag that EU students are also important to the economy in terms of their living expenses and um, the fact that they're bringing in foreign exchange to the, to the country as well. But I'm going to focus really primarily on the non-EU students since that's really the issue uh, at the heart of shall we, be able to, shall we limit the numbers? Because obviously EU students, the numbers can't be limited. So, non-EU students specifically. So we have, uh, in that year, 2007-08, we had 229,665 students registered at UK universities. And this is from the Higher Education Statistics Agency. And again, the Higher Education Statistics Agency shows that 1.86 billion pounds in tuition fees were paid by them directly to the universities. Now that was nearly 8% of all UK university income in that year. I say, and as I say, the following year it actually went up to over 2 billion, but we're sticking with it, the 2007 year. On top of that, they obviously spent money off campus, and in our estimates, um, we came up with an estimate of something like 1.56 billion that they spent off campus as well. I would also emphasise that all our assumptions tend to be conservative. We use very, very stingy expenditure estimates. It's based on, on, on the survey that's taken regularly, what used to be the DFS, DS, and then DS, and whatever its subsequent uh, incarnation will be. But we always take, you know, a, a kind of a, we usually take the median outside London and then reduce it just in case they're paying other money to the universities uh, for accommodation or something. So 1.56 billion is, is a very much a, a conservative estimate of what they spend off campus. Now, that actually, if you put those together, that means non-EU students contribute around 3.42 billion to the balance of trade. 
Um, and I don't think that's to be sneezed at. That's really quite important for the wider economy. Obviously, 8% of income is very important to UK universities. And while I don't go into it in detail today, some universities, for some universities it's more important than others, um, because obviously some <coughs> universities have huge concentrations of overseas students, others have less. Now, what does that actually do? So say people tend to think that, oh well, this is just going to impact the universities. No, it, it goes much broader than that. Uh, the money that students, stu well students pay the money to the universities, what do they do with it? They spend it. They spend it on staff wages, they spend it on equipment, they spend it on test tubes, everything, paper, suppliers. That then, the, the suppliers then spend the money to, to fulfil what they need to fulfil and it ripples throughout the economy, generating output, generating jobs elsewhere. Equally, the students themselves spend money to live, they pay rent, they buy food, they travel. Um, they spent money on entertainment, things like that. That also then creates jobs and generates economic activity elsewhere in the economy. And the beauty about all of this uh, with international students is that whereas when people look at domestic students or domestic so, you know, sources of income, they say, well, it's just displacement, it could be spent somewhere else. When you're looking at international students, this is money coming into the country. This, this isn't you know, going to be displaced elsewhere. This is actually additional. It's an injection into the UK economy. Now, if we look at these jobs generated, in the model that we were using, which again is an input-output model, the technical specification of which is in the full Universities UK report for anybody who wants to look at that, um, it came up with this, that the total jobs generated directly in the universities and outside the universities by non-EU students came to nearly 70,000 full-time equivalent jobs. Um, and as you can see, we split that through the personal off-campus expenditure, and the, mon the money generated through the fee payments, which will also reflect uh, the university, that reflects with the university's expenditure. Um, so that's actually quite significant. About 25,000 of those jobs would have been in the universities themselves, and around 45,000 elsewhere in the economy. And again, we looked at this is again drawing on the Universities UK report. Uh, in terms of the contribution of that to GDP, it's kind of sort of similar in percentage-wise to, to the jobs. The personal expenditure made a contribution of 29% and the fee payments went up to, well, 71%. Again, that's, and that's, uh, I didn't bother looking at output with this, though I think we've put output in the, the briefing paper. So, when I talked to my colleagues with this, we thought, well, actually, what might be most useful? If you're trying to sort of say, well, fine, we recognise that students maybe might be important to the economy, but, well, if we raise the numbers, reduce the numbers, what, what's the impact? Well, a per capita impact would be the way to look at it. So, looking at the overall impact that, that was generated, that we've estimated, um, it comes down to about three UK jobs are dependent on every 10 non-EU students, um, with over 28k of output generated by each student, and each student, the contribution to GDP is over 15k per, per student. Now, that, that will give you a kind of broad way to look at, well, if you raise the number, lower the number, that's the kind of broad brush um, estimate, you might say, about what the impact of that is. Again, we're doing this using the model that we had developed specifically for higher education, which is based on official data. So this is not, um, we're not sort of sticking a finger in the air and saying, well, this multiplier, this is the multipliers come out of the model itself. Um, so it's actually done and is consistent 
with the way we've been modelling UK higher education for the last 15, 16 years. So um, I'm going to wind up with this just to try and see, basically hopefully we'll have a bit of discussion around this. What I want to try and, and indicate is that international student business is important to the UK as a whole. It's very important to the universities. And this is going to be obviously even more so if we're looking at a drive, obviously, to government funding will be limited, will be cut in the future to the universities. They're being encouraged to diversify their income sources to earn more non-public sector income. <coughs> uh, and one way that is open to them is actually through international business. Um, but that does mean that any policy development uh, which limits the numbers of international students is going to have a negative impact on the universities, but it's also going to have an impact on the wider economy. Now, I'm not here to say or to say anything about the rights or wrongs or why you might want to limit them or not, but I think anybody making decisions about um, numbers needs to be aware that there are consequences and just to take those into consideration. Of course, there are trade-offs that have to be made for, by policymakers have to make, but you just need to be aware of how important they actually are, not just to the universities, but more, more broadly. Um, and that's, well, something that the universities themselves undoubtedly will be making a lot of noise about. Again, I'm only talking about university students, I'm not talking about any other type of international student. So I'm going to sort of wind up there and hand over to yourselves.